good morning. Another and welcome to another episode of FN I'm doing a podcast. I'm Curtis. Wakanda's variant MCU grief counselor slash resistor slash free-ish, if you will. Take your pick. But it is Saturday. And I can happily say it's pretty decent Saturday. I will say. I don't have a whole lot of shit to say. Just just uh, let you all know. Uh, I'm going to try to do a few more episodes like this more frequently. Depression and grief are a motherfucker. So I spent a couple of months not really pounding away with episodes like I did in the past. Like I did when COVID first hit. Or the pandemic was like it was. But here we are. I have a hot take, a topic that I'm just riffing with that you would call it a rant, if you will. But what is going on in this country? I mean, really, what is going on in this country? Are we getting ready to go back to the days of segregation where whites were on the other side of the fence and blacks were over there and nobody did anything and Jason Aldean would make a racist song and use the n-word he hasn't yet he has not yet he has not yet but he's pretty damn close to just going all full on Uh, it seems like and it's not really minorities that are doing this but it seems like a certain race contention seems to pretty much, if they're racist in any form, they seem to want to take the sheet off and go full on racism. Not do it passive aggressive anymore. Just out now say it. I've seen a lot of stuff over the new over the, over the Twitter and and everything. Not just the Karen shit. We see that on the regular now. But politicians are doing it now. Politicians are doing it on the House floor. Now, I didn't have an issue with the word colored being used. But I have an issue with the fact that he used it. He damn sure used it to get a rise out of everyone. To get his name, his mediocre mayo ass name in the news when his name's not DeSantis or Trump he goes oh I do uh, this 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 will really put me up there uh mediocre mediocre dudes I can't say what they are but they're mediocre unseasoned dudes and they're doing the most racists are doing the most they can't out and out make lynching legal they can't out and out just go full on racism, you know, have a clan parade. They can't out and out do that. But when you make songs about small towns and how it was back in the day, and you glorify sundown towns and taking justice into your hands, that sounds like 
You're pro-lynching, Jason. You're pro-white supremacy, Aldine. You're pro-white nationalism, Jason. And I have issue with that. I have issue with the fact that you're doing the most. You had a great album a few years ago. I, I listen to country. I listen to new country. You know? And they may not always be politically on the same side that I'm on. But I listen to the music. They're not trying to say N-word, N-word, N-word in their music. They try to be somewhat civil with the music. I like The Night Train. I like the majority of his songs. They were, they represent a good feeling. But, nowadays, when you sing a song about the country and how it used to be, and you're bitching about how it used to be, and when you sing a song about what it should be or the good old days yeah grandpa tell me about the good old days that just sounds like you're trying to make America great again with mom's home apple pie and we didn't live in those towns or we didn't live on that side of the street I mean, if there was ever an R&B song by Brian McKnight that talked about how it was back in the day, and he made a point to say, we stayed on our side of the street, and they stayed on theirs. Or if he made a point to say, sundown towns. Or if he made a point to say, good home American values. When I hear patriotism and American values, that shit hits different for a 51-year-old black man in America. When you say, I wish it was like the good old days, and then you start to bring up something your grandpappy did, I'm really going, oh, So, where were you January 6th? Oh. So, how unseasoned is your food? I'm a black man who is in an interracial relationship, an interracial marriage. And I've been in one since 2006. My wife and I, we uh, have our moments jokingly where we notice the differences notice the, not notice the differences but we joke a little because you have to in this relationship I mean when you're in a country that tried to ban interracial marriage and fight like hell to ban it 
you kind of realize you're in a situa- situation that isn't looked upon fondly in America. Not to go on a whole tangent, we have two beautiful girls. They're amazing. I, out of the blue, happened to have a question for uh, asking questions for my daughter. It was during, I think, uh, Martin Luther King. It was during February, and I brought up a couple of note, noticed, brought up a couple of things that I wondered she might not know. And then she started talking to me, started telling me really what she knew. And she knows a lot. I was like, damn, who told you that? Oh, mom did. Mom told me that. I'm like, for my wife who does not like me talking politics all the time on Facebook and Twitter, she can be very woke as hell a lot of times. Oh, don't get me wrong. There's moments when I have to kind of like explain certain things, but not all the time. My wife has pretty much been on the been on the been on the spectrum of what people might call a great white ally. Uh, but she keeps my daughter when I'm not talking about certain things. I try to be careful with my politics all through. All through the election with Trump and Biden, every time my four-year-old would see a Trump commercial, uh, not my four-year-old, my daughter, my my not my nine-year-old would my my eight-year-old would see a uh, Trump commercial, she would go, "Donald Trump sucks," and she did this on more than one occasion. We're with my we're at my in-laws having barbecue, having a barbecue, and she immediately sees the Trump commercial and goes, "Ah, this guy, Donald Trump sucks," and I'm like, "Oh my god, I just wanted some of your father-in-law's great barbecue because the man can cook, y'all. The man can cook. This stereotype that they like to." put on white people not knowing how to season food is not correct when it comes to southern or midwestern white people because my father-in-law cook us some barbecue he really can he could put his whole foot into it I'm not gonna lie but when he when they when she said that I was like oh but everything was cool cause my father-in-law We've had conversations. He's a he's a diehard Republican, but conservative, but the old school conservative. He has that kind of value. Now he sees both sides as being idiots when it comes to certain things, and I I agree. I agree. We've had some good conversations. He doesn't try to get all political, but we have some good conversations when uh we're just. Hanging out, you know, watching the uh, kids play. And uh, he was the one, actually, that started talking about. And this was like 
before Ryan DeSantis opened his fucking mouth, he was the one that said, how can they possibly be ready to ban Martin Luther King? Or Rosa Parks history from the history books. I'm like, wait, what? And sure enough, that conversation has now become a law in Florida. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So he really was, he really is on, he really is on the, the come up when it comes to certain things. He's very, he's very self-aware. I respect him like no other. But I was like, man. And he's had moments when he's had to end conversations or not really hang out so much with friends who have gone full on MAGA. And I don't want to discuss uh, the whole situation involving myself when it comes to friends that are conservative and how they've gone full on MAGA. I've done that on other previous op- podcast episodes. You can check those out if you will. Like and subscribe. if Like they say. But uh, yeah, he keeps it up there. I sometimes have to wonder how things are, you know. It's just, it's just nuts. It really is. But this world, it just seems like, man, the seat is off. I mean, if they're not talking about candy or shooting beer like Kid Rock, they're posting about how they went to Barbie and it sucked. Or they're posting about how they can't do this and they can't do that. And once again, repeating a conversation that I put on a podcast, I had a associate with me about maybe a 2020 that a white associate, he asked, why is it that, uh, he goes, are men about to be, are white men uh, in danger of being banned forever? And I'm like, he, he is, is some certain way. And I'm like, Jesus, no. It's just the ones that are racist. And the ones that whine and bitch about, why can't I? Or this person does this. Or why can't I say this? Man. I mean, this whole situation involving grooming that they're trying to put on trans and LGBTQ people is bullshit fucking bullshit and it's been bullshit for the end of time it's dangerous when you have regular mainstream news and that isn't even even the same anymore I mean you've got the Young Turks sounding a little right wingish sometimes I dig the Young Turks I really do but certain things that they, certain takes that they have, I'm like, I know Jank is a former Republican conservative, if you will. He's now progressive. I know he's he's says stuff like that that are out of left field sometimes. But even they're doing it now. It's it's crazy. I missed I missed the days when you could watch a news broadcast and and you know how people were. I'm not saying put your political uh, narrative 
on the on the back burner. But don't just agree with shit like affirmative action should happen. Or agree with reparations is a dream. I'm not going to go there and get on that whole subject with how I feel about it. If we had the Watchmen HBO reality of reparations going down, I would not fucking hate it. But you've got to have a plan, in my opinion. We can't just suddenly wake up and boom, Kevin Costner is, gave us reparations. Or Robert Redford, as it was in the, in the TV show. Uh, but yeah, what is up with all that? It's just nuts. And I can spend hours talking about what is up with this and why are why are Mayo fellow brethren are like that sometimes, but why? I mean I grew up and I've told this on podcasts before and I'm telling it now. I grew up very diverse, with a very diverse friends and family and cultures. My crew in high school was made up of different blends of races. You call us the YMCA or the United Nations because we were in band and we came from different cultures, all walks of life. We had our one or two white guys on a group. We went to each other's houses and watched wrestling sometimes and watched sports and watched a lot of shit together. So I don't understand it. I I grew up different. I get on Twitter and Twitter's a dumpster fire. And even more now that he Musk has fucked the algorithm like no other. And it has came and seeped all kinds of bullshit our way. I mean, how many Cheech and Chong promotions do we have to see when we're scrolling? I miss the days of Twitter when we could be dirty and dark and funny. Major heightened highlighting the word funny. Well, we could have different opinions on different things and it was cool. And then all of a sudden, he opened it back up for everybody, every rando to pop up on a Facebook feed. I get more bots than a Terminator movie right now. I mean, I make a comment and it could be just have a great day and all of a sudden I've got a million sex bots. Now I've got to delete, 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 or block, block, block. It's bullshit. I like to interact with people. My interactions have kind of changed over the years. My interactions now are just... Talking politics or horror movies or wrestling or comic books or movies. A lot of movie shit. A lot of takes on movie shit. My interactions are... With everybody. Black, white, red. Whatever. Whatever race or gender you are. Or affirmation orientation. And I'm cool with that. I love interacting with people. Online. My wife doesn't understand Twitter. And I like to joke. And crack jokes. And share gifs. But their jokes are just. In the windows. But nothing serious. But here we are. In Musk's Twitter where. You were heading to Thread. 
and the honeymoon with Thread is kind of over, if you will. I don't get on there as much. I kind of ran back to Twitter to talk my shit. I get on Thread every once in a while, but not as much now. But it's good as a backup when Twitter explodes. I mean, it's not ever going to ruin itself unless Musk finally decides to to pull his Nazi agenda out full on. And then even then, I'm going to be riding along with it. Riding along with staying in the Twitter because ain't no Nazi going to make me fucking leave. Twitter. He can fuck himself sideways the long way on that. But I got to get in. I got to get in. I'm in my car sweating like a swing like a hooker in church. I'm sweating like Trump right now was fourth indictment or is it third indictment? I don't never know. But hey, I hope you're having a great day. I hope your mental health is great. I'm going to try and get some sleep and do my one night and then I'll be off. But I hope you take care of yourselves. Hug your family members and be grateful to wake up to another day. Because we all we got. We can't hope on aliens coming to Earth and doing changes. We can't hope on a comet giving us a don't look up moment. We're, we all we got. And we got to deal with it. There's a funny meme that I saw before I cut before I end this. There's a funny meme that I saw that said Aliens, we're aliens here, and we have killed your leaders, and we're going to take over. And the Earth person says, Thank the fucking Lord. And the alien's like, wait, what? That's how I feel the world is gonna be right now. Cthulhu could pop up out of nowhere. And he'd be like, you're going to rule under me. And we'd be like, okay, just tell us if the snacks are good and seasoned. This has been Effort. I'm doing a podcast. And we're out.